This is the PR Pod, the podcast that brings you expert tips for working in PR and finding your niche. With your host, Brooke Burns. This episode, we're helping you get your head around writing key messages. I'm joined by Alira Carroll from Tonic PR. Welcome. Hi, Brooke. Thanks. (laughs) Key messages, what are they and why are they important? So important. Uh, They are essentially, and I like to describe it as if you had 30 seconds with a journalist or you were writing from ground floor to level four, what you've only got a short amount of time, what is it that you would want to communicate to that person about the product, service, whatever it is, mm-hmm. campaign that you're doing. So they're the most important elements and there's probably three to four points, succinct points, uh, the most important things there are to communicate. And key messages aren't something that just you're told to do at the start of the campaign, they get filed away and they never get seen again. They have a life beyond that piece of paper, that document. How else are key messages utilised throughout a campaign or with a brand? Uh, they form really the basis of all sort of external communications essentially so if you have really great well-crafted key messages pretty much a lot of the work on the media release done yes copy them over and that's your base and that's basically your first four paragraphs essentially and then you sort of flesh them out website copy social media you would brief your social agency or kind of have that content making sure that you're highlighting those things absolutely any media relations activities so briefing notes for taking an interview if with your ceo or your spokesperson they're the four things that they have to communicate and then if you're going for a tv interview for example and you've got five seconds um your first one is the is that main one one. yeah and that leads into what the breakdown of messages should be and how many there should be so first up Do you aim for four to five key messages? Yeah, I think I'd like to say it's three. And Mm, sometimes it can. That is tight. Yeah, it's tight. Um, In an ideal world, three. But, you know, we've both been known to go to five. (laughs) Um, It's hard sometimes when you're really close to a subject. And that's why it is really like key messages are not a sit down, write it, they're done. Particularly like from an agency perspective, we'll write them. They'll go sort of through the agency. Everyone's sort of reading them. It might go back to the client a couple of times. You'll get down to tweaking literally words because you don't have a lot of space and every word has to have impact. Absolutely. Um, so you'll be tweaking tweaking that. But, yeah, sort of maybe a descri- the first one should always be a descriptor. Mm-hmm. So if someone were to say, what's your business? And you should you be able to sum sentence. it up. Yes. Uh, and then you sort of start to flesh it out. So, for example, if it was a restaurant, then the first, the second point might be um, around the food and the, the chef because mm-hmm. that's obviously a very important part of a restaurant. And then you might go into drinks or the atmosphere and then you might go into um, the interiors, something yep. like that. If it was a product or service, it might be, you know, obviously the descriptor and then the the most important thing that they do, then it might be kind of the ethos of the company and how they do it. And so you might only need three for that as an example. And I guess that first sentence, like you said previously, it can be used as the kind of the summariser Mm -hmm. at the start of a media release or in many different formats. So it has to cover a couple of things. It can't just be uh, the new restaurant is called this and it is on Kent Street in Sydney. Mm. It has to talk a little bit more about what that product is, mm. I guess. Who, what, why, where, exactly. when sort of thing, like yeah. the first power of a media race. Yeah, it yeah. really does need to, and that's why it needs to be so concise because you have to hit all these points mm. and then 
And then as you move down the rest of the points, they need to be in order of priority, don't mm. they? So the top one is the most important information, second most important. And that is also so people internally in the business and externally, I guess, get a sense of the things that are most important to communicate about mm. that. Like you said, if, if they uh, form part of speech notes to someone that's doing it as a spokesperson, they can kind of see what if they've got to hit all these five points and they've end up only going through three, at least they've got through the first three, which Absolutely. are the... And you think about, you know, your first one, that descriptor has to really provide context. So the person, if someone who's out of the business, never heard of your brand mm-hmm. or service or whatever it is, and you're pitching it to a journalist, it might be your first line. We all know journalists really only get past the first line if it's super compelling. So you want that first line to really give them a very good sense of exactly what it is. I'm going to read out, I've just thought I'd find... The key messages, <laughs> now you're going to judge me on them. I thought I'd read out the key message for one of my restaurants that launched. The people get an idea of what we mean when we talk mm-hmm. about it. It's got to summarise and articulate things. Um, I feel like I'm talking to a school teacher now. Um, so this is for a Japanese restaurant that opened in the middle of Sydney last year. So the first sentence was, driven by innovation and inspired by Japanese design and culture, Kuro opens on Kent Street in the Sydney CBD in October. In reflection, I don't mention there that it's a restaurant and bar. However, this is only being pitched to food and drink journalists, so they're very clear with what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's an example of it kind of tying in what it is. So they wanted it to be seen that it's Japanese. It's not a Japanese restaurant. Mm-hmm. It had to be inspired. So yep. the word inspired was very, important. Was very mm-hmm. important, driven by innovation. They wanted to be seen as kind of cutting edge with their interiors and their food and the drink. So incorporating that is really important, uh, where it was and when it's opening. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, I won't read you through the the rest of them but the next point summarized what the two dining experiences were the drinks and then the interior design and kind of who took care of that so Mm. that's an example of how those things are are Mm. kind of broken down and if you were stuck in a lift with someone literally riding from ground to level four you could get all those things across and that person stranger journo whoever it is would walk out of that lift going i've got a pretty good understanding of what that is absolutely point and you don't have to be highly descriptive with explaining the smell of things or the texture. No. It's just the overarching factual, factual key mm. messages about it. Avoid, because that's the other thing. I think marketing language and language that you would use to communicate to journalists can be very, very different. Absolutely. And so, and you'll often find, particularly on websites or any sort of marketing collateral, there's a lot of hyperbole. Just a lot of fluff. A lot of fluff. Really? Cut, 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 cut. It's factual. Yeah. It's really up to the journalist to say whether something mm. is the most amazing restaurant in Sydney yes. or the the best sunscreen I have ever used or whatever it is. It's your job just to communicate the, yeah, the you facts to them. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to actually starting to write the messages, I find it's a lot easier to just start putting sentences together, maybe not necessarily the order of them, just start getting things down on paper and then I can start finessing them, moving them around. What's your process for writing them? We kind of forgot a step. Research and information gathering. So one way to look at it is put a journalist lens on it because you're essentially talking to journalists with these Uh key messages. So you've got to try and think like them. So if a journalist is sitting down to write a story, they don't just sit at a computer and write. They have to Uh do Google, research, they interview a bunch of people, they'll compile all of that. The actual, a lot of the time is actually spent on that research. Absolutely. Sitting down to write is sort of should be the easier part. So if you put a journalist lens on it, what's important as well, because especially in PR, you have a client or a boss who's saying, 
say this, we're amazing, we're fantastic, I'll get the clients all the time, we are the best in this. Okay, well, what is substantiating that? So you have to put a journalist lens on it. It's our job as the conduit between the client and the journalist. Okay, well, what's factual? What can we back up? Everything in those key messages should be able to be supported. We just said factual before, not hyperbole, and then edit, edit, edit. Yeah. Read over it. Get someone else to read over it. Yeah. Say it out loud. You'd be surprised at when you write things it can flow a certain way. And then when you say it out loud, you're like, oh my God, I could lose a total, a whole sentence of that because it's just unnecessary. I wouldn't feel natural saying it. That can be really powerful when you do that. Absolutely. And back to your point about researching, which is a really good one that I forgot about. A good way of collating that information together is to do a QA. and a mm. So whether it is a makeup brand or a venue or a new piece of luggage or a hotel, if you do a factual Q&A, and that's a document that doesn't get sent outside of your agency or your company but it lists all the factual information what is the name of it how should it be referred Mm. to how many rooms are there in the hotel is there a restaurant what's the name Mm. of the restaurant do they have a conference center who is the architect so all the basic information that a journalist would ask you Mm. then you can kind of decipher through that work out what is the most important information Mm. and then that can be your research that goes into the key messages and competitors Mm. so you obviously want to see what if you look at your three or four competitors in that space what are they saying about their business because if you just roll out exactly the same language boring yawn no you're not differentiating yourself absolutely so if you know what their key messages are and you can pull that from you know there's a website website or google whatever and have that in the back of your mind so you've got all of that info and then you sit down yeah. Okay, so back to the actual writing process. Do you just start typing stuff out and then playing around with it or do you like to work through in some kind of process? Uh, no, it is a bit of just – it all just sort of comes out. And I might even start – you know what? There's been times where I've been so immersed in a project and just love it so much that I think there's so many mm. things that need to be communicated. And so I might even have ten. And then I just, okay, well, that's sort of similar to that. If I join them up together, it's just, it's a process, right? So I would spend, and, you know, I've been doing this for a long time now, but I would spend at least an hour and a half, sometimes two hours. That's exactly what I would spend too. Yeah. So if I was a grad or an account manager, probably longer. And I think that's something you need to keep in mind is that you're the most experienced person in your agency and it takes you one and a half odd hours to write them. And that's exactly what I would give myself too. So if you have never done them before and your writing is not as concise, Mm. uh, you just don't have the the experience Mm. in it, it could take you hours and hours. And you need to think about the approval process of key mm. messages, which you touched on before. So if you are in a PR agency and you're the most junior person, you'll write the key messages until you feel confident with them. They'll go to your manager. That process has just been going back between you and your manager. I mean, it could take four or five times or mm. even more. And mm. then once your manager is happy with them, then they maybe go to an account director or someone more senior. And once they're happy with them on behalf of the agency, then they go to the client and the client Mm. says, I don't like two of them. You've got to go Mm. back to scratch again. And that whole process can take a week, a couple Mm. of weeks, but you need to be aware that it can go back and forth. So if you've been given a deadline or if you haven't been given a deadline, ask Ask for a a deadline. deadline. Absolutely. Because it might be that that person, the account manager has to pass on the key messages by a certain date, Mm. which means all of that review process has to happen Mm. by that date. Absolutely. So if you spend all of that time writing the first draft, that leaves no time for editing and people are going to be annoyed Mm. at you. So 
you need to understand your time frame and and the realities of the fact that it's going to take you a long time and that's okay and it seems silly for four points right (laughs) like what yeah that is just crazy but wow when and i had one of my team realize this a couple a few weeks ago that when you you might spend that time on the key messages, but then putting the media release together, you've done your research, mm-hmm. done thorough research, you've crafted these key messages and both the client or your boss and yourself are happy with them, really comfortable. That media release is going to be such a breeze. Yes. If you have, if you've cut corners on the research, if you sort of chucked a few words in and they're okay but not great, and then you're still not fully across everything, Ryan, that media release is going to be like torture. It will literally be like drawing blood out of a stone because you just don't have that information to hand. And the other problem with not having key messages done correctly is there could be some disparity between how you talk about the venue Mm. and how they talk about the venue on website or social media. So if you don't have those key messages approved and you're talking about a pub as a fine dining restaurant yet someone else is calling it a gastro pub. That's, yeah. They're two very different things. Yeah. So that's Problem. very confusing for media. It's, it's confusing for people who are hoping to dine there mm. and they're getting these mixed messages. So you have to have those key messages mm. right to ensure the people on the other side, the client side, are actually communicating it correctly as well Absolutely. and have them approve that. And it should be reflective, genuinely reflective of the experience or the product or whatever it is. And that's where when we say don't have that kind of marketing fluff because sometimes that can just jazz over things a little bit too much. You kind of, yeah, it needs to be truthful. It does need to be truthful. Mm. So if you have had little experience in writing key messages, how far in advance would you recommend people start working on it? Before the deadline. Before the deadline. Oh. As early as possible. As early as possible. <laughs> I mean, sh- ideally you do, your research might be done over a few days right not that in an agency you're probably not given that amount of time and that's why you know you as you progress in your career you soak up all this information it's really important because then you can just draw on it you don't have to spend hours googling you just know your subject matter quite well but i would spend at least a few hours on researching and talking to people and then um, your key messages ideally if you say if you're writing them one day sleep on it i completely agree and then read it again and then get someone else to read it. Yeah. And just always think like, what could I cut out? Use so, the filler words. Absolutely. So if you've, there you go. You've got a couple of hours on your research. The rest of that day is writing that first draft. You come back the second day to have a look over it. And that may take you a couple of hours. So really we're talking two days before it even goes back to your, like, the account manager or the mm. first layer of approval. And you may not have done a particularly good job Mm. and it takes you another full day to rework them. So, I mean, I think a good five days in an ideal world. In an ideal world. As you get more senior, then you have like issues management and you need key messages. I've had calls on a Sunday at 10 a.m. Oh, my God, this has happened. Journalists are calling us. And I've actually been having 30 people over for an event and had to write (laughs) key messages on the notes in my iPhone and I have 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, And so this is where like getting the practice of the research research and spending that time you know when you're starting on your PR career crafting that and getting to know it really well will in 10 years time when there's a crisis and you need to do that you'll be able to do and that it. is a reality you will get really good at these mm. and like you said you can knock out a key message in a you know 10 to 15 minutes you know there's been some days where I can do key messages in half an hour 45 mm. minutes and other days it takes me a full yeah. one and a half hours it's writing right so yeah you're in the zone yeah. all the time and even now sure it might take me an hour and a half for the first um to get that first draft and to be honest they're probably 90 percent correct at that point 
I will still, because I don't have any other team members to read them, mm. whereas in an agency you will have some reviewing them, I will still sleep on them. Mm. Always. Always, yeah. Always. So these are things that you still will continue mm. to practice throughout your career. Because you're essentially distilling, if you interview, say, a client or your manager or whatever about the product or you interview a bunch of people, you have got a wealth of information. There's a hell of a lot more than four points, right? Then it's our job to distill that into the most amazingly informative collection of, collection of yeah, yeah things that will be distinctive that will connect with the audience like all of that sort of stuff that's our job to distill it so that's hard so i think sleeping on it is is really good. and keep in mind the media release when that comes is is the place that you can expand on this mm. information if you've got one sentence summarizing the food and drink offering and that style of the offering you don't have to start talking in fact you shouldn't be talking about what the dishes individual no. dishes are no. and what the price point is it should just be a sentence summarizing that offering yes. and when you get to the media release that is when you can flesh it out. Exactly. So really it's the top line points yep. of, of each of these kind mm. of core components. Um, okay, so I think that's probably the main things that you need to kind of cover in key mm. messages. So to finish up, let's give everyone a quick summary of our top tips to writing key messages. So I'll kick off and that is give yourself enough time and your manager enough time to be able to go through that approval process. Absolutely. I would say put a journalist's lens on it, approach it like a journalist, do your research and invest in that time to get all of that information before you sit down. Trying to write it without any info is not going to no. go well. <laughs> also, factual, cut any of the fluff. Um, avoid any marketing kind of hyperbole. Short, succinct, top line. Absolutely. Like Be you concise. Said. Yep. yep. And flesh out in the media release. Three to four, mm-hmm. ideally, and use the first one as the one-line descriptor. If someone just asked you a question, what is it, you could say that one sentence quite easily. Perfect. I think that is a great summary of how to give your key messages a a good kickstart. Thanks for your time today. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the PR pod. For more expert tips on working in PR, head to www.theprpod.com.